Shalom. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I am Shmuley Yanklowitz, President and Dean of Valley Beit Midrash. Here at VBM, we strive to bring you only the highest quality of Jewish learning. Bringing pluralistic and innovative Jewish programming to the Jewish community that craves substance and insight is our passion. But we cannot do it alone. To support our endeavors, please consider donating a tax-deductible contribution to our organization. By doing so, you will be supporting meaningful Jewish educational content, funding the next generation of leaders, as well as furthering Jewish wisdom to people all over the country and all over the world. Please visit www.valleybatemadrash.org. Thank you so much and enjoy the program. I'm here today with Rabbi Raz Hartman, who was born in Yerushalayim, Jerusalem, began as a musician at age six, all the way through college at USC, where he studied music and got much deeper into his Jewish spiritual path. Having met Rabbi Shlomo Karbach, he continued to be connected to music, creating new Jewish music, and learning in yeshiva of Bat Ayin, where he eventually received smicha. Since then, Rabbi Raz has been teaching and also led the Ba'ani Tefillah community in Nachlaot, Yerushalayim, for many years. He now continues to teach and be involved with writing and music in Jerusalem. Thank you so much for taking some time to talk today. Yeah, I'm very happy to speak with you today. Thank you. So just to start at the beginning, I mean, we, we're in a world of chaos right now. Let's just pick one element of that, a pandemic, which is not only physically, physically uh, a world of turmoil, of public health and of fear, of pain, um, but also psychologically has a whole other element to it. I wonder how you're reflecting on this, on this current moment. So I'll tell you, it kind of, uh, you know, brings up for me two, two, well, several things, but I'll speak about two of them. One is, um, you know, we're used to, our life is usually based on a certain sense of stability that we can hold on to. And whenever those things, that's kind of uh, shaken up, whether that's physically or, or otherwise, we get a little, um, we get, uh, besides the fear part, which I want to talk in a moment, but we get, you know, unsettled and, and more than unsettled when it's on this kind of level, um, both on the physical body level, you know, of who knows, you know, who knows if, when someone's going to get sick, how, um, and also on the level of, of, of uh, social structures and, you know, we're, we're, yeah, and chaos is usually seen as something negative. It's like, okay, that means something went wrong, something is going wrong. Um, but one of my thoughts, and it's been here since the beginning of the, since it became a pandemic, and it wasn't just some story over in China, um, is that chaos is also a prelude to something new. It always is. You know, one of my deepest teachers um, Rav Kook, Rav Avram Yitzchak Akoin Kook, who I received a lot, a lot of, uh, well, I still receive a lot from, and he, he once said, you know, redemption always starts with chaos, because whatever was kind of needs to break apart in order to have something new, and whether or not that's pre-meditated pre or or if it just happens, uh, whenever these things come up, my one of my thoughts is, okay, so let's think, where's where we're we supposed to go with this? You know, what parts of our society, our 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 personal, uh, you know, life uh, needs to can change, which might 
give us a healthier, and I say healthier on all the levels, a healthier kind of uh, being. Uh, and that's, that's one thought I've had all the way through, and I don't always have answers. I think it's so global now and, 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 and huge that it's hard to have answers to spread. But on a personal level, you know, over here, for example, in Israel, just having needed to go in for a while to our homes and just be at home, that opens up a whole new way of being spiritually, a way of being. Um, and the other element that I'm thinking a lot of is, is, is people's fear. Fear is very, very strong fear of, you know, what's going to be physically, what's going to be financially, what's going to be, you know, and on a lot of other levels. Um, and fear is an experience. And we have to learn how to, how to, what to do with it because fear is also a gift. Um, it tells me where I feel weak. And it also tells me, it also tells me, you know, you know what is, what's important to me. Because things that are not important to me, I'm not so afraid about. And so those are kind of questions that I feel like, we're, right now it's a time for real, deep spiritual questioning. Yeah. And, that's, and that's good. That, yeah. You know, that part is good. So, so thank you for that. Let's let's um, zoom out to the meta question of political turmoil. Um, you know, when I think about theodicy, I oftentimes think of it as there's the human evils, the evils that humans are capable of, and then there's natural evils, which are kind of in some ways harder to explain within the realm of divinity. Because by humans, we might say something like there's free will, humans can do that. But by natural evils, how do we understand what a Kodesh Baruch Hu is, do, is doing over there? So. I don't want to make the mistake of thinking of the pandemic as purely a natural evil. There's human responsibility there. But let's call that public health issue something beyond us to some degree. But the political issues, that's purely human construct. So how do you think about the turmoil now, I don't, uh, you know, um, in regards to what this is doing to us? I don't need to explain to you the turmoil that's happening over there in the Holy Land. I don't need to explain to you the turmoil that's happening over here in the less Holy Land, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but equally holy because there's human beings here and God lead us here too. But I wonder, like, how are you making sense of this, or are you just avoiding it? Well, no, I'm not avoiding it. Um, I would say two things, and I'm going to start with what you're asking me on the human level. Um, you know, just like I said before, I think political turmoil is a possible gift if it's you, if 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 we go somewhere better with it. In other words, okay, whenever there's turmoil, it means something needs to change. You know, whether it's, you know, it can be on the level of just how people uh, um, communicate with each other. It could be on the level of, you know, policies. It could be on a lot of, on, 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 it could be on the level of, okay, we need a whole new structure. You know, there's, there's different levels to how, where, but it means there needs to be a change because clearly what's, what is, isn't working. It's causing, you know, tension and strife and whatever. And so in that sense, it's, it's again a gift. Um, it's also very painful because, you know, especially in a time like this where it's clear that there's something else going on that's not just political, it almost takes away the focus sometimes from some of the things that we really need to be focused on. So I feel that pain, and yet I also think, well, clearly, and it's not just in the United States, and it's not just in Israel, and it's not just in most places in the country, you know, Something needs to change, and it needs to change in the relationship between leaders and people. It needs to be the, the way that people feel 
empowered to change things or they feel like, oh, well, it's all coming from on top. Or those are the kinds of things that we need, um, we need to, again, I think it's a good time for asking questions now. And also maybe some of the answers are along those lines. Now you, you made it a, a statement that, that it's a human construct. I'm not 100% sure that all the things that happen politically don't, aren't also some kind of, you know, I look at history sometimes and I think, well, that's not just people. Right. There's something, something going on that I want to learn from also. You know, 200 years ago with the whole industrial revolution, you know, that was a new thing. 100 years ago, or, or uh, I don't know, when individual awareness of individual empowerment came, you know, uh, look what's changed in the world in the last three months. It was a totally global world. I mean, people were, and people still have that on the internet, but the truth is, it's kind of changed now. And maybe that's because we need a little bit of a focus inward again. And hey, wait, what do you need to work on? Forget about what's going on over there in the Middle East or in the, or the East or the, you know, what about in your space? Um, so I'm not 100% sure it's all purely from below. You know, sometimes we need to learn from how things are happening and say, oh, I guess maybe God is saying, look at this. Yeah, well, to use to use my words there, not yours, uh, just in the attempt to not speak for you, um, it's almost like I think of sometimes psak halacha is it's not hashgacha uh, involved, but the meta the meta evolution of, of halacha, as I understand Rav Kook talking about it, has a hashgacha to it. So too, like individual political acts might not be hashgacha practice, but the the broader thrust of how it's moving to some degree. So I so I agree with you that I I oversimplified by putting the political realm into yeah. that. I just, I just want to say it to that, that I, what's important to me in that is, is again, what do I learn from that? You know, if, if, if the world is all of a sudden moved, you know, people aren't flying all over the world. Okay, well, God's saying something with that, you know? Both on the, um, uh, yeah, what do you call it, um, ecological sense of it, and also on the political or, spirit, you know, or, 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 or um, uh, societal level of that. So, those, that, 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 that's why it's interesting to me to say it's not just human because I want to learn what, you know, if I'm being taught somebody something, I'd like to learn it. You know? Yeah, beautiful. So, okay, don't hold me to it, but I think my last question is just how your Torah learning or tefillah feels different at a time like this. Um, and maybe there's even a little uh, Torah idea um, or tefillah inspiration you want to leave us with in this regard. Well, I'll say on one level, it's not changed that much because I'm always feeling like my tefillah at least is for always for the world to change for the better. So, I mean, that's still true now, although maybe the details of it have changed. Um, what I would say, you know, first of all, you know, for I'm sure all over there by you and also by me, um, a lot of the last few months have been or at least some of it hasn't been face-to-face, -face, or I'm used to teaching face-to-face -face and learning face-to-face -face with people. And this kind of communication is on the one hand a gift, because look, we're thousands of miles away and we're talking. On the other hand, it's very, very difficult to feel completely uh, close. So it's been a challenge, um, learning uh, and teaching. Uh, it's been a, a blessing to connect to people in a lot of broader ways, which I would not have. Um, and I'm also feeling that the, the you know, to get to your question on a deeper level, um, 
it's kind of focusing, you know, why are we learning Ukraine? Because now there seems to be, and whether, I don't have an answer to this, I have a question, but there seems to be some kind of uh, direction it needs to go and, and change that needs to happen. Um, and that, that, um, and that to me is like, okay, well, I definitely want to be praying on that level. You know, what does the world need? What do people need? What do people need from me? You know, if, if I can't teach over in this place and I can teach in this new way, well, then that means the need is new. Um, and what, and what kind of Torah is, you know, is necessary for the world? You know, we, Torah is eternal, but at the same time, its expression changes all the time based on, you know, what the situation is. Um, I want to share one teaching that I, from the beginning of this, you know, like four months ago, it came to my mind and I thought, oh, I really want to put it out to the whole world and I haven't done anything like that. But uh, Rav Kook, that we mentioned before, I'm happy he's here with us in our little conversation. Rav Kook says, uh, he has a whole piece called The Freedom from the Fear of Death. And it's a whole piece about how the world often is running away from death. And the only way to really actualize that is to really focus life on what life is really about and then sort of death becomes just a part of the whole story and not something that's sort of threatening me to that's going to take away and, and in the end on my life becomes so empty because i'm just running away from dying um and that um and, and one of the just the one kernel thing that he says there is basically the core of life is something that is not defined by our physical reality um it's our soul and it's not just our personal soul it's like there's a world and there's god and our relationship with god and when i can focus my life around that death is yet another expression of that now i'm not there personally but i'm saying it's a, it became to me if we could let go you see because we're everybody's so freaked out because i don't know how i'm going to live whether I'm financially or, or physically or, or or my country or and on a certain level, if I could let go of that fear and realize, wait, there's an essence to life. And I want to live by that essence in whatever form it takes now. My fear then dissipates because I'm focused on my life. And, and that, and that uh, and it's, it's, I oversimplified, I said some one line, it's a very, it's a long piece. But I feel very much that that's a very deep, um, deep thing we need. And I'll just share something from my main teacher, Rabbi Nachman of Breslov. And, and one of the things he says uh, about, about fear is that, um, you know, my fear is really in the heart. And I need to, we need all to work on our heart to be strong. It's a time you have to be strong. If you're not strong, you're going to, and strong doesn't mean strong physically, like I can win out or oh, my opinion gets, gets carried or we're going to win the vote or whatever, you know, I know there's lots of elections going on all over the world, but but more like I'm strong because I'm with the one, you know, and he, and he or however you want to say she, whatever it is, God is with me. And therefore I can go through the whole journey. And that's the kind of strength that I want to bless us all to have, you know, to be able to go through this journey because it's a journey and nobody knows what's going to be at the end. I mean, I mean, I'm talking two months from now. I'm not talking, you know, 10 years. So nobody knows. And, so we really need a lot of strength to go through that. And that's what I'm really praying for, for, for me and for you and for all of us. Amen.
Amen, amen. So I don't want to oversimplify, but one idea that I think I heard both in the Rub Cook and the Rebbe Nachman is that we're not squashing the fear, fighting it, uh, pushing it away. We're actually just redirecting our energy, our focus onto what matters most, such that it weakens, it weakens its hold upon us. Is that the truth? Yes, and I would, I would add, you know, then the fear becomes an experience and not a value. It's a, you know, we have pain and fear and all these, these are experiences we have. Yeah. We attach a certain value to them and then they become all threatening. You know, it's like, okay, I went through it. We went through it. Yeah. You know, we'll look back at this time and uh, thank, please God, we'll be able to see each other face to face and we'll talk about this conversation we had and say, oh, you know, well, the world's a different place now, please God. Beautiful. Friends, make sure to check out Rav Raz Hartman next time in Yerushalayim. Thank you so much. Okay.